0: Hello, guys. Welcome to the Gritty Men podcast. Uh, We are God's men living God's way for God's glory. Um, Thank you for being here today. Um, I'll try to keep this short and to the point, uh, but this is a place for Christian men to come to find encouragement, uh, discipleship, and hopefully uh, some information that will help you as you live your life to the glory of God. As, As not only men, but as fathers and husbands and businessmen, and men who are living and enjoying hobbies that God has given us to do and enjoy, that we'd all do it for the glory of the Lord. Um. Last week we spent our time together and we looked at what the term grit meant, and the word gritty is not found in Scripture necessarily, but there are words that mean the same thing, and the word we looked at last week was endurance. And in fact, we know that adversity is given by God through grace that we might develop what is called grit in our life. And so... There's a healthy way to look at adversity. In fact, we are men who stand constantly opposed in adversity, especially in the culture and society that we're currently living in. It is literally like you are standing in a fast-flowing stream, and it is pushing against you, and you are standing firm in the convictions and the values and the strength and the power of God living in and through your life as you are a man of grit standing for God in this time. Today, we're going to look at one of my favorite verses found in 1 Corinthians um, chapter uh, 16, and it starts in verse 13, and the Apostle Paul here is writing to a group of men in Corinth, the church, the, the God's men there in Corinth, and it was a very wicked, vile place to live. We know that, a culture much like our own. I'd say we've even surpassed Corinth. I think we're past that point in our own American society, especially not only that, but in the world today. And Paul writes these words of encouragement as he wraps up and closes his letter to the church there. And he tells these men, number one, that they are to be watchful, that they are to stand firm in the faith, that they are to act like men, and they are to be strong. What an incredible charge that Paul gives these men. And this is very true for us today. In fact, you and I can receive what Paul's even given here in our own lives. It's important that we also follow exactly what the Apostle Paul gave these men. Now, there is um, an Old Testament um, book that is very, very awesome. I love it. It's the book of Ezekiel. And in the time that Ezekiel was alive and he was a prophet uh, speaking for God to the, to the nation of Israel, he he comes in, in Ezekiel chapter 22 and you guys will remember the story how Ezekiel is coming and he's basically going to be calling out the men, not only the religious leaders, uh, those who would have been leading the, the country, if you will, the nation over uh, religiously, which would have been the priesthood there, not only those guys, but men in general should be leading their families, the whole society was gone completely astray and the main thrust of what... What Ezekiel is really condemning here is the men. Because men, we are called by God to be those that lead. You are called by God to lead. We are called and made and designed to be leaders. That's what God has made us. And that's what He's equipping us to be. We are called by God to lead. And He leading our families and our wives and leading through our communities and our churches. These are what God has called us to do. But Israel in this time... They had lost their way, especially when it came to the role of men. And I would actually say that there were a nation full of males, but God was looking for a man, a godly man. God's still looking for godly men today. And that's what we are all about here, being godly men, living God's way, all for the glory of God. That's why we're here, to encourage men in this day and time. Now, I could do a show about hunting, and we'll talk about hunting. I can do a show about ranching and and all kinds of different things. I, I can do all those things, and there's nothing wrong with those inherently. But I'm not here just for that. I'm here to encourage and help equip and disciple men to be men of God in this time. Because, guys, we're living in the last days. No question that we're living in those days. And things aren't going to get easier. They're going to get more difficult. And so we need to follow this truth in our life. You can write these four things down, and we can apply these truths to our life, and they are going to help us do what God has called us to do and what God expects for us to do as men. He's going to help us do this, but listen to what Paul says to these men. He gives them basically four things here that are very, very important. The first thing he says is this, guys, he says, be watchful. Man, number one, you need to be men who are fully aware You're fully awake, man, not woke. We have a whole society that has gone woke. That's not what this is talking about. We need to expose the wokeness of our society. He's talking about being awake or being aware, not as woke, but as aware. That means you are ready, you're alert, you're engaged, not only in what's going on in the world, what's going on in America, culturally, what's going on in the church, what's going on within your marriage and your children's lives and your business and your communities. We are to be men who are in the know and we need to be alert and we need to be ready We don't need to be softened by the luxuries of our culture and time and the sedatives of entertainment and food and appeasing through hobbies. No, we've got to be men in this time who have grit. And we need to be aware and we need to be awake in this time. We need to be fully engaged. And this comes with a great responsibility, guys. Part of the reason we find ourselves in the condition that we're in is because we've had a disengagement of men Not only in the church, but also in their marriages and in their homes and their families and their businesses. I mean, the truth is, this is something that needs to be superimposed and placed over every single man who calls himself by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be these kinds of men. Number one, we need to be fully awake. We need to wake up, guys, to the truth of what we're called by God to do. We're to be watchmen. We're to be alert like watchmen on a wall. Looking for what's coming that might threaten those things that we are called by God to protect. We need to be aware, to be watching and defending and calling things out for what they are. Not allowing the enemy to make its way in infiltration into our life, into our marriages, into our children's lives, into our businesses. We've we got to come against that. Not only that, the church here. We've got a lot of problems going on in the church today. And in fact, if you look, every single denomination out there, that's a major denomination. I'm speaking of a Protestant denomination. They're all going off the rails. They're slipping off the ridge of truth. Every one of them's doing it, guys. And we've got to be aware of what's going on and stand in the midst of this adversity that we're all going to be facing. It's important that we get this. So not only are we to be waking up and be aware and alert and engaged, that's number one that Paul says this. Number two, he says we're to stand up. He says stand firm, man. we got to stand for what we believe in. You know that old song, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything? That's the absolute truth. we got to know what we stand for and what we stand on. And then we die on that mountain. We don't give in those areas. We don't do it. We defend it to the very end of our lives. That's what we do. The word stand firm or stand up means to persevere in standing. A man of godly conviction that is unwavering in character that is solid, consistent. A man of integrity and a man that honors God in his life. This is an action, not a reaction. We don't need to be reactionary so much as we need to be men of action. Um, And that's the way we want to live our life. This is how we live. It's not passive, man. We have so much passivity in our culture today. Um, We have so so much passivity in, in what the culture says we men are to be like. Listen, you can scrub everything the culture says what a man should be. And we can look at the word of God and it'll teach us what we're to be as godly men. Without question, without fail. We can guarantee that will be what it is. We're to be these kind of men. Standing firm. Standing firm in adversity. Standing for truth. Having integrity. Having the character and the mind of Christ. Living for Christ and living our life to please the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what we're called by God to do. He also offers another one that we're to do. The third thing was, he says, we're to act like men. Oh, don't you love that? I'm so glad that that's in Scripture in that way, that we're to act like men. Truthfully, we have this whole ideology that's been shoved down the, 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 the spiritual, if you will call, uh, throat of, of people. Uh, this whole culture has a, such a toxic view of masculinity that somehow masculinity should be stomped out because it's so toxic and it's so bad for society. The exact opposite is true. We need godly masculinity to be very real and very present in this time. It is an awesome thing to be a man and to be a man of God. It is incredible that God has called us to this, to this front. It's amazing. And so Paul tells these men in Corinth, he says, Man, you've got to act like men. And it's okay to act like a man. It's okay. I'm not talking about what a wor- the world says men act like. We all know what that is, and, and a lot of us have come from that. We're not that anymore, but we do know what it means to be a godly man, and it is masculine to the very core. So guys, we are to act like men. You can say all you want to say about masculinity in the church. Let me just tell you, because I'm a pastor and have been for almost 20 years. It has been emasculated in the church. It has been looked down upon. It has been talked down about. And in so many ways it has been. Um, I really connect with masculine godly men. And that doesn't mean that they've got the biggest biceps and can do the heaviest bench press or deadlift. No, it doesn't mean that. But there is an element of masculinity that is lacking within the church greatly. In fact, I have a hard time identifying with many who are in the church that call themselves men of God. I can't hardly identify with some of them for sure. And so guys, we need to have a very godly influx of true godly masculinity take its rightful place within the body of Christ. Once again, we need that desperately, not only as husbands and fathers and businessmen and not only that, but also just the way we live our lives and do what we do, even with hobbies and things that God has given us to enjoy here on earth. So we're to, number one, we're to wake up, be watchful. Number two, we are to stand up, standing firm. Number three, we're to man up, act like men. And this means to be fully grown or mature, to fully grown or mature. That means a fully grown, mature man of God. Uh, we're to move from the infantile things of God into the maturity of what it means to be a godly man. And I know that it takes adversity and time to develop that in our lives. But by the time we've been serving God for a length of time, we should be maturing as men of God without question. And our young men need older men to look up to and say, that's what it means to be a godly man. And you get there oftentimes through adversity. Paul, at the very end of his life, said, I have learned what it means to be content in all things. You know how Paul. learned that in Philippians he learned that from all the trials and testing and adversity that he had gone through in his life and Paul was a gritty man oh he was gritty to the core he may not have been in appearance the thoughts of what you would say man that is that is an incredible man I mean no I guarantee you he was grit ridden in fact you can read about all the things that Paul endured in Scripture absolutely incredible but a gritty man he was So, not only are we to act like men, that means to be courageous, living up, responsible, um, taking the initiative of God that reveals through scripture and through faith. We're to be brave. That's what we're to be. And the truth is, we cannot do this without God's work in our life. God's work in standing in opposition to this culture in these times is going to require that the next thing that Paul shares is very important. He says, We need to what? We need to power up, guys. And how do we find this power and the source for us to live in constant pressure against the culture? We do it through the Spirit of God, empowering us to live the new life in Christ Jesus. We do this through obedience to the Word of God. We do this as we walk in step with the Spirit of God who's the paraclete or the advocate who helps us live this life in Christ Jesus. He's been given to us. He is a person, the third person of the triune Godhead, one God, three distinct persons. He is the third person of the triune Godhead given to us for these purposes. And we need to rely on him for the strength to do this in this time, in this culture. No question about it whatsoever. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the saddest conditions that we find the nation of Israel in is that God could not find within the culture of the nation of Israel in a time where they had gone off the rails. He couldn't find a man who would stand in the gap for the nation of Israel. In other words, God's man, living God's way for God's glory, the whole ship had gone asunder. And he needed somebody to stand in the gap. And it says in the very last verse here that I'm looking at on my sheet of paper, which is verse 30, it says, I looked for a man among them that would build up the wall. The wall of what? The wall that was breached. The wall of integrity, morality. The wall of God's righteousness. Men who cared about the righteousness of God. The glory of God. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we care about. Men who would stand in that gap. He says, I couldn't find any who would do that. And to keep me from destroying the land. And God says, I found none. Well, the truth is, God's still searching for men, godly men in this time, in this culture, who will, wherever they live, where God has placed them, to stand in the gap of unrighteousness and stand for righteousness and to stand for God's glory and His namesake, that we would make His name great among the earth. God has a great purpose for you, man. And I'm just going to encourage you in the Lord today that you would, number one, be fully aware. Wake up, man. Number two, stand up. Number three, not only that, but would you act like men and then also power up. Allow God's Holy Spirit and the word and all of that he's given us in Christ Jesus to help us live and walk this out in our lives today, guys. We desperately need this. I want to encourage you in that. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this encourages you today as you live your life as God's men, God's way for God's glory. Stay gritty and we'll see you next time.